0: Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. This podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Wednesday we publish an in-depth interview with an innovator from the worlds of design, fashion, beauty, mobility or tech. And every Friday we publish a panel talk or other behind-the-scenes content from the world of Scandinavian Mind. Today we are revisiting a panel talk I was participating in during the Nordic Day, a Helsinki-based conference hosted by its founders Ronny Eriksson and Peter Westerbacka. The talk was titled, Why Nordic Impact is Important. My fellow panelists were Amanda Sundell, country director Finland for Ashoka, and Arto Sivonen, CEO and founder of Mondog. The talk was moderated by Dr. Tarek Omran, founder of Science Pictures. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Amanda Sundell, Arto Sivonen and Dr. Tarek Omran. Enjoy.
1: So to begin, I'd like to open a question to to all of you. And that is, why did you choose Nordic Impact? Maybe we can start
2: with Amanda. Why did I choose Nordic Impact? Um, I think I chose um, Impact in general, so um, without borders. Um, I think we have a lot of great things to be proud of um, in the North, all of the Nordic countries. Um, but I think at the same time, a lot of the challenges um, and the questions all of us here want to address are global um, or at least international. Um, so I think we can start here in the Nordics, um, but I think we're all super committed and interested in finding solutions to, to international issues.
1: That is excellent. And thank you for making that little adjustment. It's not Nordic, it's actually global. It's, it's for all humans regardless. Thank you, Amanda. How about Conrad? Why choose Impact?
0: It's a, it's a good question. And just uh, uh, just before I answer that, just thank you for for having me and thank you for organizing this this beautiful uh, event. Uh, you know, I come from the worlds of you know fashion and lifestyle and design. I've spent my my entire career uh, doing these sort of traditional um, lifestyle magazines. Um, <clears throat> Four years ago, I ventured out on my own, started my own business, uh, choosing the name Scandinavian Man. It was called Scandinavian Man before we changed it to Mind uh, a year ago. Um, I think for us, it, it you know, coming from the angle of of, of fashion, there's always obviously a, a, an aesthetic part of it. There's there's a, a certain type of of uh, design sensibility that we have in the, in the Nordics that is really renowned worldwide, but. Moving beyond that, I think it's more about sort of intrinsic Scandinavian or Nordic values. And just by the way, I put uh, I don't I don't put any difference between a Nordics and the Scandinavian. We covered the entire Nordics in in, in our platform. Um, but I think just in in terms of um, the world, what we've noticed, you know, having worked internationally, is that the Nordics. Uh, it's just very positively uh, received by the world. You know, I don't think I've ever gone anywhere where, where I've sort of have had a negative experience or, or been treated negatively because of where I'm coming from. And I think it's because there are um, just the, the, the proof is in the pudding in a way that there's so much coming out of the, the, the Nordics that have influenced, uh, the world that people really are expecting great things when, when you come. So I think, you know, whether, whatever you do, it's, it's a great starting point in a way. And, 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 from a branding perspective, it's just like, you know, we, we, we wanted to use the word Scandinavia because we got so much for free in a way we didn't invent this. We didn't invent these values of, you know, <laughs> equality or democracy or innovation or, or, and all these things, you know, we, we all have them together. There are, uh, there are, you know, are common uh, asset in a way, but but in terms of branding, any and you know when I when I advise brands from from any field, I just I advise them to include something about their uh, heritage, uh, city they come from or or country. Any anything Nordic will will intrinsically give a positive reaction to the receiver globally. That's what I think.
1: Perfect. Thank you. And I think this is. This is a very important point is that we're actually taking something that is universal and at the same time we're we're kind of giving it forward i think this is quite interesting your take on it and i would like to ask you a few more questions a bit afterwards we'll have Arto now answer the same question i, will, I want to get back to you on this one thank you conrad
3: Arto? Uh, the question is the same like what impact uh, i think exactly i didn't I could follow Amanda on this. I didn't choose Nordic. I was born here, so I <laughs> no choice. Uh, so um but like later on, of course when i when I was born when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult in advertising, I didn't really realize anything. I mean I, I was just uh, this is the normal this normal what I normal to everyone, but I think last few years we've been kind of learning in all Nordic countries that this is actually something pretty special that we are having here. So I think uh, we are in this learning process, everyone here. And, and I think uh, why impact? I think these value-driven lifestyles or ideas or thoughts are basically coming from our childhood and our families and where the values comes from basically. And then maybe later on, you will learn the tools, how to use those values. I learned my tools in, in creative industry, in, in, in marketing agencies, advertising agencies in different countries. And I, I kind of did everything, whatever for money, like advertisers do. Uh, but the tools are pretty good because we can, I, I think are super powerful tools to do whatever, but I just wanted to use the tools for better purposes. So here I am nowadays, and I'm trying to use those tools in a better way. In this, uh, another thing about this Nordics, I think uh, we need, still need to learn a lot. I think um, as Conrad mentioned, uh, there are a lot of really um, interesting points and interesting learnings from the Nordics, but everywhere in the world are actually watching us right now. But I think we need to watch back. We need to learn back. We, there are a lot of things where what we should, how we could improve, how we can be better. And uh, well, I'm not making a list here, but I think it's kind of two-way process here. And I think also Nordics could improve still.
1: That's a really humble way to look at it. And this is actually ties into the thing that I was holding myself off from telling Conrad or asking Conrad is, is the whole identity that we have, but at the same time, we're open to get a lot more from collaborating. Speaking of collaborating, I want to ask Amanda, have you, um, have you met Conrad before?
2: No, I have not met Conrad.
1: Nice And to that's meet quite you. interesting. <laughs> and and we're happy to bring to bring amazing minds together, Nordic minds together, because one of the things that we have been also looking at, and, and maybe I'll take that off Arto's list, is that community that we're all here together, and the community that makes it much faster for all the change makers, especially the ones you're you're highlighting, Amanda, and you're actually mapping out, but to actually get them much closer together, I will say something. As as I came here six years ago to the Nordic region. I realized that the hierarchy non-existence in a way gets us so much closer and fast. And when we have that environment, we can actually prepare ourselves much forward. And that brings me to the second question I can ask it. I'll start with Amanda once again. Amanda, where are you now heading with what you know into the future?
2: Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. Um, I think... Of course, as you mentioned at the beginning, um, I I have the background of a social entrepreneur. So I had my own social business um, that I was driving here in here in Finland. Um, and now I'm working with um, Ashoka, which is the world's largest network of social entrepreneurs. So what we try to do is uh, exactly connect social entrepreneurs, um, the people who want to learn from them, the people who want to support them, um, both here in the Nordics, but also globally. Um, Ashoka uh, has um, selected these social entrepreneurs from 93 countries. So there are more than 3,800 social entrepreneurs in our network. And we have offices in around 40 countries. Um, So I think where I'm heading right now is that I really want to strengthen the ecosystem. This is such sort of, uh, um, you know, NGO language and and lingo, but uh, What we really want to do with Ashoka and what I'm very passionate about as well um, is to support the social entrepreneurs um, who are active here in Finland and in the Nordics um, to create even more uh, social impact. Um, And and I want to go back to what Arto said because he said that he started out um, in advertising in sort of in the for-profit space and then he realized he can use these tools in better ways. And that's exactly what a lot of social entrepreneurs do and what we want to encourage people to do to use you know some of the good tools from the traditional entrepreneurial space um and pit, put them to use in a sort of um socially minded way um and and by social i mean you know in the broad sense like when we talk about the impact it can be related to equity um environmental justice um you know, the, the range of themes, um, is there. so I think that's where, where I'm heading, just um, trying to sort of lift up all these super promising social entrepreneurs um, in Finland and in other countries in the Nordics um, and see what can come out of that, um, because I think amazing things um, can come out of that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing things can come out of that. And when you were talking about the the offices that Ashoka has all around the world, I'm like, yeah, there's one in Cairo, too. I know it's, it's close to where I live. So this is really nice that we're going. The Nordics are even going beyond the Nordics. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for this. How about Conrad?
0: Well, I, I think this idea of, of sort of collaboration and, and, and convergence is, is re- really, you know, uh, the way to approach things uh right now and and you know my realization coming from from the worlds of you know fashion and design and so forth these are these are you know huge industries with, with a, you know an enormous impact negatively on environment for instance uh but at the same time they're they're sort of culturally driven industries that that sort of have have great reach and, and you know and engage a lot of people so you know what I'm seeing is, and and this is where I think the Nordics can play a real part because because of what you said, the sort of sort of flat organization, we're closer to each other. There, there's perhaps shorter distances to collaborate cross industry, which I think you really need to do. Um, but but my realization was, was that you know in order for for the world of fashion to to move forward to something else, to to go beyond this sort of. Um, you know, uh, have an in you know, be based on an industry that's, that's really negatively impacting the environment. I think we're at globally is it like 230, 150 billion garments produced every year? Uh, you know, only one percent of that is, is recycled, a third of that doesn't even touch the consumer, it just sits there on, on you know, warehouses and, and store, storefronts and, and so forth. So it's like the huge challenges, but and 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 what I saw was that. Uh, we can only uh, tackle this we can only handle this uh, uh, issue if we in, infuse this problem with, with technology and innovation but it needs to happen from other sectors right so it needs to come in from other other parts of it mm. because the the industry itself will not um, you know necessarily transform itself in, in a natural way the, the, the incentives the, the incentives are, are not there. Uh, but I do think it's, it's ripe for disruption and, and I, th- I think it's going to be because of cross-collaboration with different types of industries and I think the Nordics uh, coming back to that with you know, it's, its heritage of, of you know, telecommunication and, and you know, uh, you know, the forest industry and there's, there's a lot of stuff happening in other industries in terms of recycling and developing new materials and so forth that will uh, able to to uh, start a transformation in, in the fashion industry. This is just one example, but I think the, the, the word collaboration is key here.
1: The word collaboration is key and the word disruptive is another key, Conrad. Thank you. Because this is something so beautiful to hear somebody talking about, most people in business, they talk about, okay, there's a, there's a market gap, I could do a better product. But here we're talking about, listen, there's an impact gap and we can make things better. This is fantastic. I didn't know about the, the fashion industry and how much we're producing and, and how little we are recycling, but that's a gap right there. And we can actually do things a lot better. So thank you so much, Conrad, for disrupting the fashion industry.
0: Well, I'm not doing it myself, but I try to do <laughs> my a small, small part of, of communicating around it. And then, you know, like you guys bringing people together and talk about it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It all starts with talking and follows doing right away. Thank you, Conrad. How about um, Arthur?
3: A tough question uh, is actually, it's pretty yes, good. that's why what, what we're here. here. That's why I, I, don't, I don't want to know where I'm actually going to be after five years. If I would know that I would be really depressed, I think, because I like that things are changing fast and, and I need to react fast it means that I need to learn a lot all the time. I think that's the main thing, like as Conrad have uh, said in your first meeting, like learning is the key. I think this also like my biggest passion is learning everywhere all the time with the people, uh, sometimes by myself and, and just doing things, you're learning by doing that's, that's. I think once I finish learning, I can give up. I mean, that's about it then. Uh, I think one thing what I what really matters to me and I think uh, what I, I'm, I'm pretty good at, I think, is um, I can connect the dots. I can connect people and institutions. And I think that's a super crucial question. Like, for example, in the future, I would love to do that even more, like uh, how to connect the private sector and public sector together, how to connect ministries and corporations, uh, NGOs and different individuals, uh, because there are a lot of knowledge in in certain boxes and people don't have a common language they don't know uh the, the expertise that they're having so i think that's the key issue how to bring knowledge together how to bring ideas together and people together and from different cultures from different different worlds i think that's that's the key and then another thing I think what is really important, and, and I'm, I can't do that by myself, like Conrad has not changed the fashion industry either, sure. uh, is uh, how it can be sustainable, like how everyone can be sustainable. Because now this uh, kind of sustainable lifestyle is made for like, wealthy people, uh, like we are. Uh, we, are kind of, we are in a good position in, in, in this world. We have work probably, we have pretty safe life, we have clean water there. We have, I mean, we're drinking tap water here and happily smiling. And I think that's something what really matters now, how we can scale everything, how we can change the system in a way like everyone have going to have a possibility to change the lifestyle and, and live in a better way. I think most of the people probably would love to do that, but it's just impossible to do that. So um, in marketing perspective uh, and, and strategy, what we do is something what we can help at least into these processes. And also we can help uh, institutions and, and, and where or EU or government uh, institutions to understand how also the market works and how our corporations works and how marketing works and how money functions. So I think we are the middleman there and matchmakers there. And maybe the goal is like, we can try to help as many people as possible.
1: That is, that is such a good point. We are the middlemen. And I want to ask, ask you all, actually, because you are having a lot of experience in this, but what are the challenges that you're facing right now, reaching that goal? What do you think, Amanda? Um,
2: well, I don't know, challenges, but if we talk about needs, um, I mean, I'm obviously working with um, social entrepreneurs and change makers, um, mm-hmm. constantly thinking about, okay, how can we support them to sort of have even better... Um, even better chances at growing their impact, which often means like developing their social innovations, um, finding partners um, who they can um, you know, further develop these social innovations with. Um, and what I see, I mean, you mentioned the change maker mapping, so we've done this sort of research here in Finland. Like, what is it that uh, social entrepreneurs and changemakers are really after here? Um, And what we found was that people want even more and stronger networks. So especially sort of uh, cross-sectoral collaboration. So that's Mm -hmm. clearly a need and something I want to work for. So what we've all been talking about, really bringing people together. Um, And I think one of the keys there is also what Arto mentioned. How do we bring, you know, government uh, and the public sector together with these innovator types um, and people with bold and disruptive ideas? And how do we create... An environment where where we can actually take some of those, you know, risk taking and also disruptive ideas, um, and bring them into, yeah, to become sort of part of, of policy um, and become part of the, you know, maybe what the public sector has to offer. Um, so that's one thing: it's uh, networks and collaboration. Um, also, funding, of course. I mean, <laughs> funding is always um, a challenge for um, you know entrepreneurs we're starting out um, and also social entrepreneurs. So how can we, um, you know, raise awareness on this issue and find um, people um, who have the means to support also financially um, and who are interested in these issues, but might not be aware of social entrepreneurs and of change making. And, and, you know, so also, you know, it's again down to connections, but but also just concretely, you know, how can we create funding? So that's something I'm, I'm focusing on. Um, And then awareness as well, like we need to become better at talking about the potential of social entrepreneurs and change makers um, so that, um, you know, society uh, more broadly um, and the sort of general audience starts to see the valuable contribution um, that these people um, and organizations can, can bring. So those are a few of the things that that we're focusing on.
1: three points, actually. Very good three points. As a matter of fact, I think it's much better than my next question because it's actually aligned with the audiences. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bounce the next question to Conrad. It's a bit of a hot potato, but it ties into what Amanda was asking, uh, what was saying, and and the question goes like, so how, and, and it might be a skeptical question, but how does the impact that we're doing here, the Nordics, Help us in the future solve bigger problems.
0: It's <laughs> a huge, huge question in a way. I, I, I don't know. I think I, going back to the word entrepreneurship, and I, I think one of the words that that I'm trying to infuse in, in all my discussion is sort of uh, revenue streams and, and profitability. I think you know when we talk about you know change making and doing things for the better, let, you know let's not shy away from from. The fact that we need to create uh, uh, systems and, and new sort of um, business models that actually are sustainable in themselves. So you know, in the world of, of fashion, you know, I, I come back to this because I have this perspective, but I, get, I think it applies to other industries as well. That you know, you can you can take the the issue of, of sustainability, the sort of global uh, harm to the environment, and and you can you can uh, you know applaud. And new small initiatives and brands that are doing excellent things that are sort of, you know, three or four people and growing to maybe 25 employees. That's all great and good. And we need sort of new uh, innovators. But I think problems need to, as you just pointed out, uh, uh, be solved at scale. Um, I think we have, are in a good position in the Nordics, certainly from, from you know, from the Swedish perspective, we have some of the you know biggest companies, both within fashion and and furniture, uh, for instance, um, you know, I think a lot of problems need to happen on that scale. I think um, w- what I'm trying to learn more about in, in sort of the tech space, and, and that's why I'm, I'm getting more and more curious about uh, Finland and Helsinki and what's going on there, is is some of these, um, you know, innovations and, and sort of uh, uh, uh Technical solutions that we that come out of the Nordics, you know, it has a, a, a huge global impact, and I'm I'm really curious how to piggyback uh, sort of new business models, new ways of thinking onto the scale that we have with our 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 our, our biggest sort of. Um, Uh, biggest companies and biggest innovations. But, you know, we can take just a super simple example as as Spotify, one of the biggest sort of audio companies in the world now, Uh, came out of Sweden like a decade ago. But they're just the the sort of the parental laws that they, or parental sort of, um, uh, uh, what do you call it in in, in English? No, it's not regulations, because you know, it's in, it's in the Nordics it is. We have sort of uh, rights, right? We have the right to have parental leave. You don't have that in the States, but they they add that to, to uh, um, the benefits uh, of the paycheck. So that's just one sort of you know tiny example of how uh, a, a sort of a Nordic um, a value system can impact the world because of greater scale to the, to the actual company. So that's my two cents oh, uh, on that one.
1: Thank you so much, Connor And exactly, and people can be like, oh, wait, I can do that too in my company.
0: Yeah.
1: I can just carry it forward, especially if it's sustainable. Now, speaking of that and piggybacking, it also ties in with our next question from the audience, which is how could we bring more collaborations to happen? How can we bring great people like you to work together? What do you think, Arto?
3: Good question. I think a few things. First... You need to know who you are and you need to know who you are looking for. I think that's that's the key. Uh, because I, I I remember like when I started my business life uh, in those years, uh, everyone said that give business card to everyone's pocket. I mean, it doesn't work. You don't need to meet everyone. You meet, need to meet the right ones. Try to meet the right mm-hmm. ones. You don't have time in this lifetime to meet everyone. And I think... Um, so you need to know what you want. And then probably the right ones are the ones who will share the values with you. And it doesn't matter what the professional background is. You just need to share everything. Uh, your kind of personal value should be the same as your business values. I think once you find those guys, uh, you will be succeeded. I think that's really important. And and I think what is uh, when you build networks, what is so important at the end of the day is like is the trust. You can trust someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And you can find the trust and it doesn't matter where this person comes from, but that takes time. And I think um, that's also like the, the, one of the biggest questions of our times. Who do you believe in media, in different kind of uh, movements, actions, in politics? And I think uh, this is the major question for every one of us. Who do you trust and what to believe and where to find the right facts? way anyway, and that's also connected to this networking thing and how to build your teams but i think at the end of the day i would love to think and i, I like like um i believe in good and and first time if i meet someone like konrad and and tarak we have met once and amanda i know more well uh, uh but I, I believe like all guys who i meet first is okay they are good guys and if, if i can find some alternative information then i can change my mind but i think I think that's the way how we should live. We need to believe good and good people because people are basically good always. Uh, we are hearing alternative stories every time, but I think that's my kind of method of
1: networking. Sister Conrad, were you uh, sorry, Artu? Uh, uh, were you still speaking? Because I oh, no, cut. sorry, I'm
3: just closed my mic because my dog is pretty noisy here, so I'm saving your ears. <laughs>
0: Can I just react on that a, a, a little bit? And I, yes. I, I just I, I, I agree Sorry. I agree to all that are to say. And I think sort of a gut reaction is is uh, you know from from a networking perspective, it's 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 really true what you're saying. It's just one one thing I would add, and, and, and something I try to infuse is sort of also try to uh, work with people that don't share your values. Uh, and try to, to oh. find ways to, because I think one of the prob- issues we have, one of the problems we have is the sort of increase polarization. And if we, you know, I, I think especially in the Nordics, we're all sort of innovative people working with, 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 with change and progression. And it's easy to become sort of be wrapped in a bubble with, with like-minded people who wants to do the same thing. And I think, you know, I have, I have a family in the States and I, I try to look at things from, from the, the, the sort of the challenging position of, of their sort of increased polarization. And I think one thing that we really need is just, just sort of more collaboration with, with uh, not like-minded people, but people who think really, really different. Uh, and that's, I, I know it's hard and, and I, I'm not saying I, I do it well, but I just, it's one of those perspectives I try to remind myself of. Uh,
3: a shortly comment, I totally agree with you on this. Uh, it's just kind of, um, I think um, it's a bit different if you start to work with someone or if you want to test or and un- try to understand someone's opinions. You don't need to agree with people even if you're working with them. Uh, I think that's kind of the case. And it's, it's the case of polarization at the same time. Like we put people in the different boxes, like, and who you are, where, where you're from, what is uh, like a background is, and before we know the human being. So it's, we all do this too often, I think. And I totally agree with you. We should do that more often. But then I think if you start to run a business, for example, with someone, probably you should have some kind of uh, life goals with the same direction. And, and, and then you have a possibility to kind of um, share the values and, and go to the same direction. But then we need to understand the differences and why these people should believe what we are saying or why they don't believe what we are saying.
1: That's definitely well said. And I think it ties in, Conrad, when we were speaking earlier and I told you, sticking in the same group for a very long time makes you end up seeing only one truth. How to see the world, and and Conrad liked the saying, and I told him a wise man said it. His name was arto Sivanen. So this is definitely something that we can can use. Like okay, getting people with different perspectives, but at the same time, instead of going and making kind of networking and and making connections and throwing business cards, actually making friends, friends from different backgrounds and different values. But when it becomes that true friendship, I think businesses can thrive for sure. Now. uh, With that being said, we are reaching the end of this amazing panel. Uh, We had all the questions uh, answered, uh, luckily, and, uh, and we had a final question, which is, what do you love about the Nordics? And in a nutshell, like in just like a few seconds or let's say a minute each, I would like to ask all of you to answer that question. What do you love about the Nordics, Amanda?
2: I love transparency. I love that we're actually a very transparent society. I think that's something that's, um, it sort of forms a basis for a lot of the things we've been talking about here Uh, democracy, education, innovation. Transparency can be linked to those and, you know, the open access to information that allows us to develop innovations. Um, So that's something um, that's really important to me. But then also, the equality or I mean I don't think we're um, perfect in that um, sense but I think we have a very good starting point sort of um, equality of opportunity Um, so that's something um, something that I want to highlight as well and just going back super briefly to the networking discussion as well I think equality yes is something that we need to keep in mind as well so it's fantastic that we can have these spontaneous sort of exchanges um and meet people but we also need to think about okay how can we bring in people that don't have that social capital how can we bring in them in the network and do more there because i think that's a super important question and otherwise even if we're sort of disagreeing we're still in a very um you know, similar space with relatively similar people who share, you know, a few things in their background in common. Um, And often that's, you know, related to education or position or things like this. Um, So that's just something I wanted to bring in. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go with transparency and equality.
1: Excellent points that you raised there and, and having that kind of similar safe space, but definitely transparency and equality. I think these are the, some of the things that made me come to the Nordics to begin with. So thank you, Amanda, for sharing this. How about Conrad?
0: My, my gut reaction to that question, what do I love about Nordics is, is nature. That, that, that's, that's the first thing that popped up. I, I just, you know, nice. I love every, every part of it. I love, you know, uh, um, the, the mountains, the, the, the water, the the Northern lights and, and all that It's become increasingly more, more and more important. But, but one other thing that, that, Becomes more and more important as I as I you know grow older. I think you know ten years ago I would say like we're in a you know great position in in the world and and we have this this uh, good sense of, of of trends and we can we can really develop things. But I think perhaps uh, you know jumping off of what Amana said, but I think just safety is one of the words that that I think a lot about mm-hmm. these days. And and I think perhaps it's because I do have I do have family in the states. I I, I watch closely what's happening there. You know there's this, uh, the, this uh, the the myth about uh, america is that is a land of opportunity and i think it is for a certain group of people but but you know i think scandinavia is, or the nordics really is, you know is the 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 area of the lands of opportunity because we have a safety net that's that's unique in the world and you know it, it ties into the equality part ties into the transparency part it ties into democracy but i'm surprised from by myself that i've thought about this word a lot lately uh, safety and I, and I guess that's 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 super important
1: absolutely it's a, it's it's our most fundamental need on the maslow's hierarchy of needs like this is where we actually want to start with yeah yes thank you so much conrad and i do agree with you nature oh my god this is definitely something to think about and something that you know we connect back to our roots if I can say that. Thank you so much, Conrad. And Arto?
2: That's for last.
1: And usually last person, I have to say something, Arto, as a disclaimer, I understand this in panelists. When he's the last, he has to kind of cross things off his list because like, oh, I want to say nature. Oh, I want to say safety and trust. So sorry, Arto.
3: Exactly what happened because Amanda mentioned so many things. And then I thought, okay, safety is my key, but Conrad was mentioning it. But I think uh, what is related on the safetiness is trust. And I think if you are here, you can basically trust people, almost everyone. So I think uh, it's connected to the safetiness. I love this. And and people are pretty direct. If they mean something, they will say, at least in Finland, in Sweden, it's more complicated. You are too nice. We are not so nice. and uh and so whatever we say sounds pretty rude to Swedes, but we in here you are getting used to it. maybe Tarek, you know this already pretty well uh, <laughs> sort of talk at all and but I think also what I love in Nordic countries are differences because we have differences, and that's super funny, and we all have these jokes about Swedes and Norwegians and Danish and even finns uh, so I think also um that's nice. And I think we should have, a, if if ne- next Nordic days will come, maybe you could have some kind of uh, event for the Nordic Joking and, and kind of we can find uh, funny points of different nationalities here and share it to everyone. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olson. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.